Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome into Poke the Bear episode 130. 130. That is Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing okay. How are you doing? Doing all right. Doing great, I guess. I guess if I don't say doing great, remember back in the day, people would think something was awry. Nothing is awry. Uh, but something happened on Thursday night that has not happened in quite a long time. Quite a while. Bruins lost a regulation or lost a game in regulation at home, which hasn't happened since April of 2022, which I'm making sound. I'm making that sound a really long time ago, but it it was, you know, a little less than a year ago, but still that's a really long time to to have that much of a hot streak at home and credit to the Kraken credit to the Kraken who, by the way, brutal first year, I mean, horrible first year, but have kind of rebounded and are making the most out of their second. Yeah, no, I, I I think you look at that team and just how much went wrong for them, especially their goaltending, whether it was like Grew Bauer and how he was dreadful, which shout and out he's to still Bruin. not been great. Yeah, he's been terrible. So shout out to uh to Bruins legend Martin Jones for getting a shutout against the Bruins yesterday. Um and I, I think you just look at the way they played and executed. It kind of reminds me of the blues at some points, like not like in terms yeah. of how they were, but in terms of how structured they were and how much they didn't let anything through great AI is that if you execute like that, you could be going up against like the 96 Red Wings, the 77 Canadians, not going to get a lot of chances. I mean, whether it's their forechecking, uh, all that stuff, Bruins didn't really have a lot going on in that game. It was a tough game because for as dynamic and exciting as the Bruins have been, if that was like your first hockey game, I'd be like, I'm sorry. Like was not a lot going on in that game, which if you're the, if you're the Kraken and probably other teams that are paying attention that's how you probably have to beat the Bruins. You get to play a dreadfully boring structured game. Which is going to be unfortunate if uh, the Bruins face a team like that in the postseason. And, you know, my guess is the Bruins would beat a team like that in the postseason over the course of seven games. It would take more than four or five, but they, I think they would ultimately beat them. But at the same time, that's a boring brand of hockey. That was a boring hockey game. Um, even for us hockey aficionados like ourselves who love a good love some structure and love things like that. Uh, still a boring game. You know, it was like, remember Super Bowl, uh, the one against the Rams in 2019 oh. when uh, when it was just a 13 to three and there are football people being like, oh, that was just a defensive, you know, great defensive game. How could you not love that? And it's like, how could anybody enjoy watching that in the Super Bowl? 
Yeah, um, no, no one wants it. And Maroon Five came out; it was terrible. Yeah, like, oh, that was a brutal uh, one. They had like they said it was gonna be like a SpongeBob thing, and it was like a four-second clip from like the band episode. It nothing hit in that one. Patriots won. They will take that. And Gilmore <laughs> had that. Gilmore had that great uh, interception, and uh, Gronk had that one catch, and what we thought was gonna be his last game, but otherwise, not very exciting. Edelman won the MVP, I think, that of that Super Bowl uh, as well. Yeah. But it's. This loss, first of all, I think people shouldn't panic. <laughs> I actually, I tweeted out something like, oh, should the Bruins blow this whole thing up? With ex- with a million exclamation points, and a couple were upside down, which I think implies it's a joke. Some people replied like, are you serious? And I'm like, yeah, I'm really serious. They should just lose the rest of their games, tank for Bedard, go from there. That's what they should do. Um, but I don't think people should panic. I don't think people should panic about this. It's one loss. You were You were bound to lose at some point. Just like, again, if they have a little losing streak, whether it's now or down the road, it's okay. It's okay. It helps build team character and all those things. You know, again, if it gets to five or six games, then we might sit here and say, all right, that's not good. But if it's like two or three games, I think people can live with that. What I will say, though, about that game that's interesting is, as you mentioned, Seattle did put kind of a blueprint together for other teams to use if they would like. And I mean, you saw they kind of gave the Bruins a little taste of their own medicine on the forecheck, right? I mean, the Bruins, Montgomery teams pride themselves in being fast on teams and not giving other teams defensemen much time and space up the ice. That's what Seattle did. <laughs> and I think in a way, if teams are paying attention, which my guess is teams in the East are paying very close attention to how to beat the Bruins, especially your Toronto Maple Leafs, which are coming in on Saturday. Um, I don't know. Maybe teams... Pick from that and see if it works. It also you have to have the right personnel to do it. Seattle does, but yeah. I mean, I'm guessing any playoff team the Bruins face can play like that. Yeah, and it's all about I think you have to find the 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 balance there. Like I don't think the a team like Toronto is necessarily going to augment their entire style of play. But there's pointers and, and things you can take away from a game like Thursday in terms of how best to beat them. Um, and I think for most opponents, it's about just keeping it really boring and packing it in. Like I, even if you look at that, the last, what, like four or five minutes of the game, the whole Ford F-150 final five was an empty net. Yeah. Yeah. It was an empty netter. And the entire time the Bruins had kind of free reign and a lot of real estate to move the puck down low and up high, but weren't getting anything through. Right. Like they were not, they were not budging from living, you know, giving up any of those seams or any of those passing lanes where guys like Pasternak gets their attempt or Bergeron on the bumper or anything like that. Um, again, you, you run that risk of having so many talented guys, uh, giving them that leeway to operate up high. But if there's, if it's a no man's land down low in terms of great ice and the space you have to operate down there, it doesn't matter if it's mountain Jones or that's a or anything like that. You're not, it's not a recipe for success. If the other team is executing and really isn't, uh, showing any faults in terms of the defensive structure down there. So again, it's not like they're reinventing the wheel. This isn't anything crazy. The blues did that. They, in that game seven, they get those first two goals and then just packed it in the entire time and and didn't kind of budge at all. And again, was not fun to watch beyond the stakes of what that game was. But at the end of the day, it's it's a winning format. I mean, look at the New Jersey Devils for years when they won their cup in terms of like, you know, their neutral zone trap and how boring it was. I don't think they really cared, right? Doesn't matter if it's boring, doesn't matter, you know, if it's if different from what gets fans out of their seats. If it leads to two points or a playoff win or a championship, frankly, who cares, right? And also, if you have to beat the Bruins in a seven-game series, 
they have not lost seven regulation games all year. I mean, not, not, well, that's kind of, actually kind of dumb. You don't lose seven games. You can't, you can't beat them seven times. But I mean, like, they've now lost, what is it's five regulation uh, games all year. It was four before, now it's five. Uh, nothing anyone has done has really worked to beat the Bruins this year. So I think, again, this proves that this is really the only way to do it, unless you just catch them on a bad night, which they really don't have many of, and they'll just find a way to come back in the third period. Anyway, um, they still had chances last night. Yeah. Right. Like Zaka had a good chance in front of the net there. You also, I believe Poshnok had a breakaway that Jones breakaway. stopped yeah. as well. I mean, Poshnok also missed an open, missed an open net. net. Um, that, <laughs> that could have been the chance. And literally after that happened, everyone was just like, all right, it's not, not tonight, is it? Even Pasta, I think, like, literally, like, I don't know if the camera panned away, but he, like, put his head up and, like, dropped a stick. Like, he's going to be... The camera be- The camera yeah. did catch that, because he was just like, yeah. oh, well, whatever. But you also look at, like, again, Seattle's discipline in that six-on-five. Like, they just, as you said, they packed it in. They didn't try to... They let them have the points. They let them have the perimeter. They just said, we're going to protect... You know, as you're when you're a kid, you, you learn, protect the house. And so they did. They just protected the house. And it worked. It worked out well. Uh, speaking of things that work out well, and safe bets... Our good friends over at Bet Online, Connor. Right, you are, Evan. Listen up, guys. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your bet needs and sports info. Over at Bet Online, you can still find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, the latest fighting news, NFL bets, and yes, with the NHL back, even more wages and odds. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code CLNS50. Bet online where the game starts. Stats. Where the game starts. So uh, up next, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Pretty good team. They've been pretty good this year, and it's unfortunate the Bruins don't play their own, t- you know, their own Atlantic Division opponents more. I don't know why. Like, what is it? Three or four times this year in total. Um, it's not much. I don't think. I want to say it's four times. I feel like they don't play Mon. Maybe it's actually. I think it's flipped. I think they only played Toronto three times, which is wild, stupid. I don't understand why that is. Um, Evan, you need the Winnipeg Jets to come to Boston. You need all these uh, Winnipeg residents to come here and see guys like kyle connor like you, all the you transplants all the winnipeg transplants who come south for the winters they come to boston yes. obviously and yes. they need to see uh connor hellebuck all the umass lowell fans coming to see cool. connor hellebuck so maybe there's maybe they have they're onto something there yes. um all those arizona coyote games yes. uh has at, to at happen garden, have to be there um but they are playing them and Toronto's been good. I mean, we haven't really discussed Toronto much at all this year because, as we said, they just aren't playing each other that much. And the Bruins are so much further ahead in the standings that we haven't really touched on the Atlantic much this year, which is weird because in past years it's been kind of a horse race. And this year um, they've been, you know, Toronto and Tampa have been playing fairly well. Uh, The problem is the Bruins have been just way better. Um, But Toronto's tightened up in that. I mean, we came into the year saying they were going to be terrible in net. I still am not sold on Samsonov and Murray, but they've held their own, right? They've done the, the job. They're a high-scoring team. Again, does are they that much different from the teams they've been in the past that have lost in the playoffs? I don't think they are. Um, but who knows? Pretty good team, though, right? Yeah, no, I, I think... And again, it wasn't like any 
we were down on Toronto in terms of like their goaltending situation, which I don't know how you can look at just their history, the players that they, you know, they invested in in terms of their, their net minding core and, and view them as a team that was going to, you know, guys like that were going to thrive, but still a very good team. We never said, we they were, kind yeah, of, I, uh, I picked them in know. first place in the, in the Atlantic. Yeah. So uh, I, I think you just look at it again, it's status quo in terms of just, uh, you know, their offensive generation, their their top six still elite. Um, the thing worth watching is Austin Matthews. He's dealing with an injury, so he's missing the last two games, but he will be cleared apparently for Saturday night, which would be great because, again, you don't want it to be you, – you'd like it to be a situation where these teams are healthy, which it stinks that DeBrusque won't be playing, but um, you look back at that last meeting Bruins had with the Maple Leafs in November. A lot going on at that point. Um, I don't know if you remember, Evan, but there was Ooh. quite a bit of – Boy, do uh, I. Yeah, so that, again, not to say that means you can throw that game out, but Bruins were off in that game. That game was one where you, you're watching and you're just like, that. They, they have no no jump right now. So um, for the Bruins to have Toronto here, have Toronto with a pretty full assortment of their roster, or at least a lot of their key pieces. Again, you missed DeBrusque, which I think that Kraken game was an example of where you miss a guy like that who – if the other team is packing in, you need a guy that's just going to drive into the paint, initiate contact, and get a rebound, a tip, get you rolling. I think DeBrusque is a guy that can that can do that. So you missed him in that game. Um, we'll see kind of how the lines shake out moving forward. Um, but still, yeah, I think Toronto, it's nothing's really changed in terms of their stop power or how they generate most of their success, but I think for most people, it's all about getting through. It's like the Bruins right now. It's getting through this regular season, staying healthy, continuing to find your game, um, and then get to the playoffs and see where the chips fall. That's the whole thing with Toronto, right? They are absurdly talented, but it's all about putting it together. So, yeah, and and the thing is, you know, Toronto right now. I mean, again, if the playoffs ended, if playoffs started today, um, it looks like it's on this pace so far. You know, barring anything crazy, um, Toronto and Tampa might be the first round opponents for each other, um, which wouldn't be the worst thing for the Bruins, you know, because you could, I mean, Toronto, like we've said this for a long time, obviously the Bruins have had Toronto's number, but at some point they've got to beat you. Like at some point they have to break past the first round. Um, And, you know, Tampa has had the Bruins number for a long time. Um, And, you know, maybe the Bruins luck out, you know, most likely luck out and get a wild card team, um, which right now would be Pittsburgh. So, um, I don't know, but to- Toronto's an interesting team because again, like every off, they go in every, they, they, the cycle of every year is the season is the same, right? You know, you have, you have this high flying regular season team bust in the playoffs. Then they say, all right, you know, they need to trade Marner for a top defenseman or they need to trade Nylander for top defenseman. Is Austin Matthews going to leave all these things? And then they just run it back. <laughs> uh, and I, I, again, like the way they're built I don't know if they are conducive to winning a championship because I don't know if you can put all that money um, on defense. But at the same time, I think they're a cautionary tale. They're a cautionary tale that, you know, for David Pasternak, for instance, and I think they're well aware of this, if he breaks the bank with the Bruins, it limits you in other areas. Something to think about. Something to think no, about. No, it, it's um, it is something where again we've talked about again not to once again divulge into a David Pasternak contract. Extension. We can't help it. But again, the most important thing probably facing this team beyond just the product on the ice. But it is something where I think we've talked about. All right, eleven, eleven and a half million. 
you got to do it. Still, when you look at getting to that stratosphere of 12, 12 and a half, 13 or something like that, if I mean, if Pasta scored, I think, another goal yesterday against the Kraken, I think he'd be on a 70 goal pace. Like, again, again, it's like that TikTok guy where he's just like, again, the, the money is going to be there. So it is something to be cognizant about in terms of the Bruins. Obviously, do everything in their power to retain him. But if it means then rolling out a top six littered with guys who should be on the third line or other pieces like that, you do have to weigh those options at some point. Still, Bruin should Bruin should sign David Postra. They should sign him. Yeah. Controversial, I know. Just gonna say it. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, that's pretty that's crazy. Um, how much time do you waste on TikTok? Uh not too much. I, I'll go like a couple of days without even being on it. And then like if I if I have a window, I'll be on for about like 20 minutes. I, I've at least cultivated my algorithm correctly that you know, early on with people dancing, I don't want that. I want, I want puppies, and I want like uh, some like travel videos, a little bit, of, a little bit of sports. You know, I see a lot of it on Twitter anyway, so I don't need like highlights or anything like that. Yeah, and then it's usually way. like people just doing really dumb things. It's like people like trying to do like a uh, like a three sixty and like an ATV or something like that, and adds a little levity in terms of people being very dumb. So yeah, the, the algorithm's on point, but I still don't. It's not like a daily routine thing. It's not like Twitter where it's like I have nothing to do. I'm not going to like flip on TikTok as I'm trying to pass away the time getting like my license renewed or anything like that. <laughs> no, I see for me, it's it's I'm at the I'm at the end of the like age group that is almost addicted to TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I do waste a fair amount of time on TikTok. TikTok and Twitter are my two apps that like if I deleted them, I would be I would be crazy i'd be president of the united states productive um just incredible if i just took those two apps away but i can't i can't do it um and i agree with you i have a lot of puppies on my for you page some sports memes stupid stuff things like that that's what i enjoy um a little bit of hockey there's definitely more hockey now because the bruins actually have a very good tiktok i think the bruins actually do a great job on tiktok so because i've liked their tiktoks I'll get more and more NHL teams and AHL teams. And so that's fun at least. Um, but I don't know. TikTok's a very addicting app and it didn't, it didn't come out like back in, you know, when Facebook and all those came around, it came out like recently and just everyone got addicted to it, which good and bad. But anyways, Connor, uh, what can people look forward to from you over Boston.com? Yeah, we're going to have you covered every step of the way again with uh daily Bruins news. I uh, had a story that went out, Yesterday about Maddie Beniers, who's from Hingham, great mm-hmm. player for the Seattle Kraken. It should not be any surprise that their kind of resurgence has fallen the same year that he's really broken through. So great story. Talked a lot about uh, watching Bergeron growing up. Also mentioned that his favorite player was Lucic, and he said his favorite memory is when he ran over a goalie, a goalie in Buffalo, which like made me feel very old that like you just don't automatically – be like it's ryan miller it's ryan miller. yeah how do you um, not know that <laughs> the ryan miller milan lucic blood feud so makes feel Paul a bit yeah it makes me feel old that's not like automatically like registered to some people but again 20 years old probably the front runner for uh rookie of the year so far in the nhl so did a great story on him we'll have plenty more kind of unique stories throughout this year over at boston.com beyond that patriots celtics red sox plenty of stuff that i'll be covering over there so please uh, follow along over at boston.com. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can at Connor Ryan underscore 93.
I relate to the the you mentioning feeling old with veneers. Like some of the kids I'll interview for New England Hockey Journal, some of them are, you know, 15, 16 years old. That means they were born in like, you know, 06, 07, 08. So 2011 was like, you know, they were four, five, six, seven years old. And they all, you know, I'm like, oh my, like, that's like a core memory for you. And, but yeah, pretty crazy stuff. But you're doing a great job. Keep following along over there. That's Connor Ryan. I'm Evan Marinovsky, Poke the Bear listeners. Have a great rest of your week.